I say that because he is Bigfoot. It's a We Talk Games program. Oh, I'm hot. Don. We're hot. I'm, we're blowing I'm me, you're you, evidently. And this is Wiggly's Book <laughs> Club, <laughs> episode 022. It is not Wiggly's Book Club. Oh, my God. We're still blowing out, Don. Okay, let me get sound open. This is what I normally expect, not the other. Welcome to We Talk Games Arcade Weekly, our special holiday. Hey, hey. Uh, hey, makers. DNF. Oh, yeah. Book Club. Oh my god. Sounds like it's in a cave. I am on the Skype pipe on the other end with Calvin Cubic. He's on this program. That's me. And tonight's special guests are special tag team uh, opponents of her holiday haymakers, if you didn't know. This is holiday. the versus edition. You do it. It's We Talk Games Arcade Weekly's second annual Holiday Haymakers versus Edition. Yeah, and I'm going to be the impartial judge of who wins. And we'll see how that goes. Scoring points. When you hear my lobby bell. Oh. <laughs> Wrong bell. Yeah. I have a real bell here. Hold on. There you go. When you hear that. Uh, shut the fuck up because I, yeah. I mean, I'm going to talk and I'm going to say something. Don't keep talking. Like other uh, podcasts we had on here. You didn't really explain the rules last time. Listen, listen. You I'm listen, listening. You listen to the program. You know what uh, happens on the shows. Uh, Not on the first week. All right. Oh, wait. Uh, on the other Skype pipe. Uh, on your, yeah, who are we versing I this don't week? Know. On your Skype system, we have uh, the Sidecast. Sidecast. Have you heard of this? It's a Sidecast. Yeah. Uh, I've been on it a couple times. Yeah. That's where you happen. You do it mm-hmm. on the side. Except, yes. <laughs> except for Matt, he does it for the all the time. Right. Matt mm-hmm. is on the line. Matt. Hi, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. And then there's also Mel. Mel. Hi. Yes, Hi. I am Mel. Mel. Uh, Mel's here with her giant wolf. I'm happy to be here because I we'll, do. We'll see about that. <laughs> no, no, I know. But whatever. I'm glad you guys invited us on. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> Just give us your questions and then listen offline. Whatever you want, Stinky. Matt, hey, hey, someone said my name. Matt, Mel, t- uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Sidecast and uh, how that got started? Because we got to get going. Sidecast is a show I do with Mel along with two others, uh, Keith and your very own Johnny Capcom. And that started because me and Johnny Capcom wanted to make a show about we just bullshitting about whatever the hell we felt like talking about that week mm. and that just kind of spawned into what has been told to me is a topical panel like podcast now i don't know if we actually fit that uh criteria but that's what people called us so we're sticking to it i think it's more of a post-apocalyptic pithy exploration of the human condition 
You've never listened to the show, have you? Oh, actually, I think that's pretty apt. I kind of <laughs> like that explanation. It's really good. We actually do host a uh, post-apocalypse uh, ceremony yes. every year in December. I know. <laughs> of course you do. I, I, Stinky knows all. Oh, I he have, knows it all. I have a modem on my C64, so, you know, <laughs> I go on the BBs all the time and find out. <laughs> See what's cooking. Where can people find this show? Mel, you're so much better at pimping than I am. Go for it. We are at Sidecast Show on the Twitter, and we are Sidecast Show on Facebook, and we basically come up first, even if you put us right in the Google. It's not the fishing show. (laughs) Yes, that's our motto. We're the one that's not about fly fishing. We're also available on iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts can be grabbed. Automatic. If I was to throw in a description into the hat, it's a weekly friend hangout. You listen to the show each week, and it's like hanging out with some friends, only uh, you're not a part of the conversation. You're just listening to the conversation. Oh, only you're we not are. our friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's where podcasters go to gather and just mm. talk. A lot of the people we rotate through are podcasters who have their own podcasts. Yeah, not friends with our- them. Yeah. And it's basically, it's become, you know, very often, for Christ's sake, our own cast is part of other casts and 90 percent of our listening audience is all other podcasters that's absolutely true yeah one half of your show is on our show (laughs) (laughs) i know you poached kyle from us man i mean not kyle keith the other k sorry (laughs) we all look alike we'll trade keith for cube though i mean me and stinky can talk after the show if you really want to we're doing like nfl style trades now right on not that can happen we can have the drafts all right yeah this i love this idea Okay, I get the what idea, Stinky. Okay, for first team, team, uh, we talk games is now going to be referred to as Team Bootless Tickle Brain Giglet. What? That's your tag team name. All right, I'm writing it down, asshole. Give me a second. Hey, I'm in the room. <laughs> this Shakespeare was an asshole. Giglet. Diglet. Gig. Gig as your gig line. Giglet. And uh, uh, Team Sidecast from now on will be called Team, your means are very slender and your waist is great. Awesome. Yeah, get there typing. There we go, yep, got it down. Okay, Stink, so let's, let's get this started. Done! <laughs> Tape 5A. Oh, it gets a big bump at the end. I don't know what that's about. Who the fuck cares? Don Fennin. So, so each time we hear the bell, we let Stinky talk, and he awards points to either team, correct? No, when you hear this bell, then I award points. That was the bell to get started. Sounded weird. Okay, I just want to refresh everybody's memory and also clue in our two guests on how the game works. So Stinky awards points, and at the end, we find out who has the most points and has won. Correct. I guess. <laughs> Dare I ask Sticky, how do we gain points? You may not ask. Okay. In fact, one point taken away from... <laughs> Damn it! Team, your means are very slender and your waist is great for asking too many questions. Don't address Stinky directly. <laughs> yeah, and don't encourage him either. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> you talk. Uh, all right, today we're going to do The Wizard of Ozman. Ozman, <laughs> Canon Dancer, 1996 by, of course, Mitchell! <laughs> For all you Dennis and Menace fans Menace out fans. there. Points, points go to bootless, tickle brain, giglet, Dennis and Menace reference. Nice. If you're keeping score at home, 
We don't even know. I heard two bells, but it doesn't matter. This game did a lot of drugs. I'm going to say that right up front. <laughs> oh, boy, did it ever. Yeah, you know how the, the track screens uh, of the late 80s, early 90s would, would have the FBI warning against drugs? Mm-hmm. This game didn't have that. It, it encourages <laughs> you to take drugs. Exactly. It, in fact, it warned about the consequences of not turning in, tuning on, and dropping out. Uh, and then it said, sign Timothy Leary at the end. And instead of dropping... <laughs> Instead of dropping out on uh, some systems, it said, dropping some dime on this machine. Hmm. It sounded a lot funnier in my head. <laughs> Let's just break right into the making mechanics of the game. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Back it up there, dum-dum. I'm going to tell you the story first. Okay, but hurry it up. We don't have much time. We have 15 minutes. Uh, okay, <laughs> Dean Stockwell evidently wants Strider to ninja spirit himself around a giant naked robot girl. Oh, why slut? Uh, I shouldn't have drank. All while slaughtering anyone who stands in his way, and then they bury the bodies in the desert. And am I close? You are yeah, dead on. Pretty close, yeah. yeah. The making mechanics I have for this are pretty easy. Two things. Ninja Spirit <laughs> has to come first because it was first in the year, which is 1988 by Iron, because you have these ghosts that can appear in back of you, ghosts of yourself that can inflict damage. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the biggest ripoff or tribute or ode to some of the ex-members of Capcom went on to form this Mitchell group. Capcom, yeah. Sega, and one other uh, company helped develop Strider for 1989 and this game lifts heavily from strider and just that little bit of ghosting from ninja spirit anything else anybody has for making mechanics i think strider pretty much nails it on the head because mitchell was a breakaway of capcom and those employees went on to make a spiritual successor to strider and evidently from what i read the story which is incomprehensible is some sort of some sort of allegory about working at Capcom with <laughs> having so many bosses come at you. Like, Actually, the game makes a lot more sense with that in mind. Yeah, well, I didn't know that while playing. <laughs> and especially, especially at the end when the bosses come at you because that's when I wanted to bite a lead pipe and jump off a roof. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, you had uh, another game that you thought went into this? Not a game, but I was just going to ask if uh, Capcom employees at the time rode flying, glowing swords to work, like they show in that beginning. (laughs) Yeah, they surf around on those, I guess. Strider has like a Cold War hits Neo Tokyo vibe about it. Yep. Whereas this game has more of a Blade Runner meets the Arabian Nights feel about it. So there's some simtars happening and um, genies and naked robot goddesses yeah but uh points taken away from team bootless tickle brain giglet for fuck i forget well then don't take my points away (laughs) for not calling genies gins all right stink i don't really have anything to talk about with this game as far as progressing the story along i think like stinky mentioned in the beginning you get approached by the guy from quantum leap (laughs) <laughs> and uh, he's telling you to go fight robots and mythical characters, and you're in the desert. And uh, you're in the desert, but then you're on a pirate submarine at one point. <laughs> and isn't that in the waves? It's a beautiful pirate submarine. I mean, the backgrounds in this game are gorgeous. Yeah. I don't think we have to say any more than that. You're Strider. You're very fast, mm-hmm. but your Stridering isn't quite as it's uh, fluid, but it's not as fluid. Just the level designs weren't tested enough. Right, I agree. It's, Ooh, particularly yeah. in the very beginning, and I'm sure everybody got hung up on this part, where you're stridering around, 
And then you get to this point where you're on an incline and it says you can't defeat the truck. Oh, the truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> so slide truck. down and jump. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll push down on the joystick. He doesn't move. He's too slow. He gets hit by the truck and dies. And that hung me up like two or three times. And I was like, this is way too early in the game for me not to understand what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Well, I did it by jumping right away, and then I was just floating all the way down, and that machine gun guy on top just kept shooting the shit out of me, yeah. and I right. can't do anything. I'm floating in the air. You're supposed to do a downward diagonal yeah, and well. then jump, but it doesn't. Like you said, the level design is pretty clunky. Like This feels like a knockoff of Strider, not a sequel to Strider. Yeah, the jump puzzles in particular, the ones where you get like the little power-ups that make you jump further, and in one of them, you actually have to go backwards to even like figure it out. They mm-hmm. were not intuitive at all. What did you guys use for your pads? <laughs> Xbox 360 controller with the analog sticks Same. and uh, the buttons. Okay. Yeah. I played on the original arcade machine. <laughs> uh, well, excuse me. Yeah, of course they, you did. They have one in Sloppy Joe's bar. Yeah. Oh, nice. right now. No, see, you this play? would be super fun in the arcade. I can totally see this. I used my keypad. No! Another oh, one with the keyboard. Did you beat it? Yeah. Eventually. Took me a while. Uh, points to team, your means are very slender and your waist is great. Mel using a keyboard to play <laughs> mains still. Yeah. I had to go in and set all the hotkeys the way I wanted them, but this is what I have right now. Everything's fucking packed away, so. Gotcha. I don't know if this game would be any easier or or worse with any type of pad. No. I was able to do all the slides and all the jumps and all the stuff. I set it up so it would work for me, kind of going off what I do when I'm PC gaming. And it, I had exactly the same troubles, but still managed to get through it. So Points taken away from both teams for not using the Steam controller. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll, you know what? You can have those points. I love the Steam controller. I just can't use it in anything. <laughs> I'd have to sit down and play with it. I'm I, so used to the 360 controller at this point. I use it to move my mouse around on the screen of one of my Mac Minis downstairs so I could feel my mouse vibrating under my thumb. That's about all I can do. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, what's there to love about it, Wiggly? But you just answered us all. Yeah, it's, you know, if I love the feel of it. I love the capabilities of it. All the 900 buttons and squeezy things that you could do. But there's a thing on the left-hand side that's like a giant bowl. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you're supposed to eat rice out of it, but that's the only thing. <laughs> because I, I don't know what it's supposed to do. Move or I don't know. They came out with 13 patches right away. Some games I'm in there and I'm doing okay. And then all of a sudden the game's pausing and I'm just shooting. I don't know. Who cares? Let's talk about this game. Speaking of that truck level, when you get to the bottom and you're like, all right, the fucking truck blew up. And then I just run over to the edge of the cliff and I'm falling for 100 miles. I don't know. There's a cliff there. I think Matt said the level design is very counterintuitive. And I did not beat this game because of the poor level design. There's one spot in particular that uh, reminded me of the Casino Zone. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. In uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yeah. Where you have to use the bumpers to move up the level. And (laughs) Sonic did it better, and that's not saying much. (laughs) Yeah. In that game, it wasn't all that good. I love that level, but it, it didn't feel good playing it. This was even more difficult. And I, I'm telling you, I must have wasted easily 
$25-$50 worth of credits trying to beat that level where you're supposed to bounce on these bumpers which are giant crystals and at that point of the game you're kind of used to them because they're peppered throughout early on and you kind of get the hang of them but they're dumping enemies in they were like um, the Medusa heads in Castlevania the enemies where it's Ugh. like wherever you didn't want them to be that's where they were going to be you know and Indeed. then they hit into you you'd fall you'd lose your balance there's a lot of platforming in this and on the surface this seems like oh okay it's a brawler game it's really an action platformer game yes but you have it's, to jump up and grab the things and yeah, jump and around. some of it feels real good. Like the sliding feels good and the climbing feels good at certain points. But there's other points too where it just doesn't work. Yeah, I think they were trying to out Strider Strider, but then like Possibly. their idea of how do we make this harder and more fun is let's just take the platforms away. <laughs> yeah, you can try to aim a mile away into the air. Yeah, let's right. just make it impossible, basically. Yeah. More shit. We need more shit in this game. Yeah. <laughs> it's not clear what you can and can't kick. Yeah. yeah. I like when you blow up the enemies. They really blow apart, but then other stuff's coming at you. You can't see it. And if that platform level where you keep falling, if, if that would have had flippers at the bottom, it would have been a lot better. Yeah, I, I agree, actually. And you know what? <laughs> flippers would have worked because nothing in this game makes sense. I was getting no. a spinball vibe from that level, man. I really was. Yeah. I desperately wanted my Nintendo controller for this, my old NES controller. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. It would have been better than a keyboard. Yes. I'm, yeah. No, I was in a weird place. It took me forever. When I started playing this game, I played like the first level. And I thought, bah, I don't really care for this. But then the more I played it, I really liked it. But then the more and more I played it, then I went back to wanting to bite a lead pipe and jump off the roof. There were things I, I really liked about it. Yeah. At first, I, I was... I'm like, okay, this is a knockoff Strider, not knowing the backstory of it. I was trying to remember what Mitchell games we played in the past, and I mistakenly thought that Mitchell was Tad Corp, who did Cabal. Oh. Um, But then uh, later, looking up, doing some research in the game, I realized that Mitchell is actually the makers of the Pang series, the balloon harpooning games, which we've talked about (laughs) in the past, which I fucking hate. I love Buster (laughs) Brothers. I hate those games so much. <laughs> but I don't hate this game. You can tell that it didn't have the Capcom money behind it. Mm-hmm. And they tried really hard, and I think it hits some things really well. Like, the art and animation in the game is really good. When you attack enemies and they sploosh into a splash of blood, looks awesome. A lot of the explosions look awesome. The backgrounds are nice, but for the year that this game came out... Not a lot of parallaxing happening, no layers or anything. They're very flat. They are nice looking, but they're flat. Except the first level, that has some parallax, and a lot of the backgrounds have movement. I like those dulled down tones in the background. The, the color palette for this whole game isn't too out there, but it's also not gray or brown, you know? Right. It's very colorful. I like the art of the game. I think the biggest frustration with the game would probably be the level design. Definitely. Agreed. When we say level design, we don't just mean the buildings and the walls and the naked ladies. We mm-hmm. also mean the placement of the enemies and how you interact with the whole thing. There's not a lot of places that feel good. Right. It's the kinetics of the level. It's how you move through the level that feels awkward and at sometimes bad. Let's go right into the new segment. Well, it's not very new. It's kind of <laughs> it's getting a little long in the tooth, but it's still one of my favorite parts. One slug! How far did you get on one slug? Now, it doesn't have to be your first time that you put one uh, credit in. You can try to do really well at it. You can just be a first-time 
Let's go around and see how far we got on one slug. I got to, I beat the, (laughs) first of all, first boss you fight is a a guy standing on a stretch limousine. (laughs) And then he rides away. I don't really know what happens to him. I don't know why he's up there. But he's at the top of this scaffolding, and he's on a stretch limo, and you can't do anything to him. So he rides away, and then there's this statue thing that's golden and glimmering, and uh, it's shooting laser beams out of its skull head eyeball, but also shooting butterflies that are psychedelically (laughs) scrolling through colors. And I don't know what the other thing is, just a power ball or something like a fireball or something yeah and i'm beating the shit out of this thing hitting it in the knees because it looks like it's taking damage but that's just how the color palette's swapping on it you gotta hit it like in the head right so that took me a little while to get through and i'm not counting that in my one slug my one slug the furthest i got was to the buzzsaw flamethrower giant mech nazi robot robot. yes (laughs) yes indeed I, i will say that the boss designs are really interesting in this game they're very Fucking Japanese bizarre. 90s, yeah. Uh, yeah. Something straight out of an anime. You got elementals, you have like Metropolis robots, you have Nazi chainsaw robots. Um, <laughs> lots of different types of robots in this game, but yeah. they're really they're cool very looking. weird. Indeed. So that's how far I got to, we'll, we'll call him Buzzsaw Nazi flamethrower guy. Yeah, I, I will say that, you know, I, I recorded some raw audio of me just mm. playing this game. So maybe I'd have to listen back to figure it out. But I'm going to guess that my first slug was probably wasted on that truck part. I just remember if it might have been the first boss. Well, it was we'll either the listen. first boss or that particular point, because I remember putting in more credits at that point. Okay. I remember early on, it was feeling like, oh, this game's manageable. And that dropped off real quick. Yeah. Mel, how about you? One slug. I would probably say barely got to the... Yeah, the saw blade, honestly. I mean, I could get up through the saw blade a few times to the truck. The truck definitely took me out, though, a lot. I struggled with the truck for a while. Mm. Matt? So this is this is the longest slug, not the very first slug. Any slug you want to say? I got up to limo guy was my best run on one token. That was after about seven attempts. I don't think I ever made it further on one slug. Yeah, because it's hard to figure out what you're supposed to do. Like I said, I kept bashing this guy in his nuts and or lady or whatever it is. It's a guy and a lady. Yeah, and you end up having to like hit her in the abdomen and use your special attack. It's very, very odd. Yeah, I was getting made fun of because I was playing for such a long time with the sound up, and it would just go, like over and over. (laughs) My husband walked in at one point and was like, it's like an arcade near. Yeah, if you really try to beat this title, you are going to hear far too many huzz. Yes, you're you're going very repetitive. Yeah, indeed. I did like the music though. Yeah, the music was cool. I didn't mind the music at all. It's what you'd expect for a game of this vintage, like in the 90s, Brawler. It's got a little bit of, I don't know, prog rock and some electric music mixed in with the Arabian flair. Um, And then I dug it. When, then when you get towards the end, you get that more theatrical organ type of music, which, mm-hmm. I, which yeah. I really liked as well. And I thought it was all done very well. Very good musical composer. Not Tommy Tallarico, but... Uh, Sadly. Yeah. He would have done better. You think? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Come I, on, he did that awesome track for Color a Dinosaur on the NES. That's true. Uh, Earthworm Jim 2, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Best soundtrack in any game of that era, in my won, opinion. Won awards for that. 
Nice. As I mentioned, when you hit these lanterns that look like they're going to give you health because they have blood goblets in them. You... Oh, the pea lanterns? <laughs> Is that... Oh, no, no, not the pea lanterns. The, the oh. red ones that give you your extra ghost person. Oh, yes. So you get these extra ghost people, which can also inflict damage. And if you play Ninja Spirit, you try to stack your ghost people up like against you or in a line or in a Mm -hmm. special tactical manner. But Ninja Spirit moves a lot slower. So you can actually position your guys like to say fight a giant screen size samurai. You stack them all up on top of you, and then they can all be hitting this samurai at the same time, or if there's a barrage, and you can also switch different weapons. You can't switch to different weapons in here. And it's very important to keep your spirit... Real quick, can I note, unlike Strider, you don't use a sword. You're just using your kicks. Kick. Yep. Yeah. No weapons. And sometimes you have a powered-up kick. Yes. Like a glowing kick. Is that the one where you do, like, a cartwheel? Okay. Uh, I think you're thinking of the screen clearing bomb. Oh, where he yeah. It goes in a circle. That's the yeah. P lanterns. Oh, Got my it. God. Okay. And you, so you have limited ones of that. You have limited lives. Now, I didn't try any of the dip switches, but you got to try to keep as many bangers, I call them the spirit, the spirit <laughs> bangers. Yeah. That's key to keeping those. However, the speed of your character, it's very hard to sticky your ghost bangers to an advantageous fighting location. Right. Because you're just going too quick, and then they return to you. Sometimes they're off screen. You don't know. So I would have liked to seen that mechanic come more into play because, Jesus, that would have really helped. Yeah. There's this one fire guy lady that you fight, and it just shits fireballs right down on you. And jumping up and leaving one of your ghost bangers up there to just wail on him is the way that you can easily defeat him. Yeah, I didn't think that that mechanic was uh, implemented very well. That's a good example of what you just gave. But most of the boss battles, I couldn't find a good spot to have those guys hanging out. I just powered through all the bosses. Like the ghost clones of you or whatever the hell they're called. At some point, trying to set them up became so impractical, I just kind of brute forced my way through every boss. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. The level that I got stuck at and decided not to try to get past is a second time that you fight the Nazi buzzsaw guy. And that was a place where I needed to have some of my ghost bangers because you need to put the ghost bangers in there or else you'll get stuck in his two types, his fire spitting and his fire flamethrower. You can defeat his front buzzsaw. Then you have to jump on his forklift to get up towards his face and then he has a stretchy <laughs> arm that can also hurt you that's controlling the forklift area and then he blows a flamethrower straight at you and then he spits fireballs out of his mouth hole down at you so yep. uh, very complex ball yeah, bounce around it's silly it's crazy yeah. it's nuts <laughs> it was very it was silly enough that he was a nazi chainsaw guy <laughs> but then i literally felt like i was just like bouncing around just to move around and damage Another Took frust- me forever. Indeed. And another frustrating part about this game is every time you die, it tells you, push down and jump so you can slide. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't slide into a fucking giant robot Nazi. <laughs> chainsaw, it doesn't work that way. No. Another thing I liked about the game was when you start in the desert level, it's all set up. Uh, Quantum Leap guy says, bury them all, b- defeat this guy and bury him in the desert. I ain't joking. That's what he says. You yep. start in the desert level, though, when you when you when when that level starts up, you're in cruciform, chained to a boulder. How'd right. you get there? <laughs> That's a good question. And then you just, you know, you punch Wait. a little and you get knocked down. But I, and you get up again. 
You're never going to keep me down. <laughs> that, I think uh, I think you guys might have been dealing with a spiked ROM then, because that's not the order in which it happened on my buddy's computer that I went to. Really? There's, yeah, there's a, there's a scene after like the second boss, like you bust into like a cave where the giant naked god lady is being constructed, I guess, and her worshippers surround you along with the tuxedo mask guy, and then they like send them out. Like the game doesn't just start there; it's uh, it's like third level in. Your guy's chained after you get like hijacked after the third level. I had a cut scene where uh-huh. Quantum Leap guy told me to bury some people in a desert. Maybe, Maybe I had the spiked ROM. I don't know. Maybe he told I had that. That's what I had. Maybe mm-hmm. when he was in the desert, he was like having a hallucination thinking back on what Quantum Leap told him. <laughs> and, you know, like... Uh, well, when you think about it as an allegory for working at Capcom, it kind of makes sense. It's a bunch of disgruntled employees chained to a rock and breaking free <laughs> to kick the shit out of them. I mean, you know... It's apropos, but again, I didn't know this when I was playing. I found out right. about this upon research. I thought the game designer was Scott Bakula. That's what my whole... <laughs> we, we could only wish. The game had a lot of elements that I really enjoy from an action platformer, Haymaker, except that the enemy placement wasn't tested enough, like I said. Mm-hmm. There's no way I would have dumped 200 bucks worth of quarters into no. it when it was in the arcade. No I never no, this seen would've... these in arcades, to be honest with you. Yeah, this game would have got one round of credits with I, me. I would have been well over $200 and still not have beaten the game. Yeah, did anybody beat the game? It ended. The end. Game over. There's, yeah. There was never any narration to why you were trying to fight the giant naked god lady. Put your uh, sword in her. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Did you not see all of that? There's like 12 no. million phalluses in this whole thing. It was a bunch of naked ladies and swords. Put your sword in a lady. Points go to team. Your memes are very slender, and your waist is great for uh, sword penetration, <laughs> penile penetration in your windows. All right, great. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Uh, I think that the game was a little bit too complex for a 16-bit console, but I think if it was on a console, I would have played this like a fiend. But they would have had to taken out those flying carpet flame throwing ladies. Mm. Or at least slow down their projectiles. These cackling, I dream a genie carpet flyers go around laughing at you. You can punch them in the face. You can try to get in. Re- oh, by the way, you got a button mash on this thing if you really want to defeat your enemies. Yeah. Which is kind of unusual for a haymaker or even an action platformer. Some cronies will take a couple hits, but they'll get knocked down. They'll get back up again. You're never going to keep them down. Uh, right. Uh, but, however... Stinky, how come no points are being deducted for a Chumbawamba reference? Come on, ref. Because someone did a Chumbawamba mashup of me singing Chumbawamba on uh, a, a couple shows ago. Because I take a coffee break, I need a flower. I take a poopoo break, I, get, I, take, I go to shows. <laughs> then it's this crazy uh, fight song. But mm-hmm. then it turns into Teletubbies happening. <laughs> All right. And one, yeah. a ch- one, a ch- one Chumba Wumba, his face is in the sun. Those elementals that you're talking about, the ones with the f- fire, are the enemies I was referring to as the equivalent of the Medusa heads. Where oh, yeah. They're a pain in the ass. They show up where you don't want them, and they keep respawning. Except if Medusa heads shot rings fire. of fire at you that yeah. flew at a 10 to 1 ratio of... Um, <laughs> 200 miles per hour. Mm, okay. Just pour fire straight on you. Yeah, that's yes, better. it's lovely. <laughs> Bite a lead pipe, 
pour fire directly on yourself and jump off the top of a building. Yep. It's a very, very cheap game as we keep returning to. Back in the day, we would have said, the game cheats. The game cheats. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I got hung up was, and I really wanted to beat this game, but where I got hung up was you fight these flying carpet flame people. You're going up a hill. Some cars are coming down at you. You have to bounce on the diamond erasers to get up higher. Then you're fighting the Sphinx heads. They're coming at you while these other blow-up Bettys are floating around as well. And then you jump over this other thing. The truck's there going downhill for some reason. Mm-hmm. You fight the fire person that shits fireballs on you. And then when you finally beat them, you go on to fight the Nazi buzzsaw guy. Yeah. Here's a couple things about that level. First of all, the fire genie lady that you first start with is a very Jen. okay. The, well, she's I dream a genie. I don't, <laughs> don't want to lose any more points. I don't think I dream a genie is gins. All right, fine. See, a gin is a dude. Don't forget to talk about the wilf. Oh, wilf! Yeah, yeah. Let's do that first. <laughs> you fight a guy named. Wilf. Guy's hair, man. Weird women. I'd like to fuck. <laughs> Nice. That level was so impossible. I played it probably for 45 minutes to an hour just trying to get past it because I really wanted to beat this game for Mm -hmm. the program. Uh, The first gin girl is very inconsistent. Sometimes I could just punch her and keep kicking the shit out of her. Oh, by the way, when you start and she starts flying at you, there's a little cliff that just falls away for no reason. So if you try to back up to fight her, you back right off and you fall for... Far too long before the game realizes that you're dead. <laughs> and you just have to watch yourself falling and falling and falling and biting in a lead pipe and jumping off the cliff. Oh, my gosh. So you Do be- we get points every time you reference that? No. So you beat... I wasn't listening. All right. You, you be- I, got, I got to take a nap. <laughs> so uh, you beat her, and then there's two more of her, and then there's a car that's coming down, and then you try to get these extra power-ups so you can have multiple fellas for when you fight the flame shitter. You get past all that, and it's very hard to keep all your lives and to keep all of your special moves. So, so frustrating because those flying carpet Medusa heads are throwing rings at you. Medusa yeah. heads at least just going in an annoying pattern and getting your way. These things not only get in your way, but they're throwing fire rings at you from off screen sometimes. Yeah. Impossible to dodge. Impossible. Because they'll throw one to the right, and then they'll throw one up or throw one down. There's no place in between where you could dodge it. You think, oh, I could stay on the diagonal and and miss it. No. Because you're already jumping towards that way. Anyway, you get past them. Then I got past the fire fire shitter guy. And then I'm... Oh, and when the truck's down there, there's this one bouncing eraser diamond that you think you're going to jump up on and bounce up. You bounce down. It kicks you down. No matter where you jump on it, it kicks you down. And you slide down the ramp and the truck's there. You go through the back of the truck. It doesn't do anything to you. But when you hit the front of the truck, remember the truck is indestructible. You hit the front of the truck you can't even see yourself <laughs> you're dead yeah and so many times i'm just trying to beat the fire shitter and i jump up and i hit that eraser <laughs> i'm dead i'm like you fucker so i finally get to chainsaw nazi guy and i'm trying to beat him for 100 billion tries and I, you know I, I only have one extra ghost banger i finally defeat him I start running up the hill, and oh, by the way, there's a time limit. Yeah. So I'm mm. I'm at almost near the 
Crest of the Hill, I thought, Jesus Christ, is it the level should end when I beat this guy? No, there's more? What more can there be? I start going up the hill, and uh, zero in time. And that level is the only level where the spawning point is at the very beginning of the level again. You have yeah. to fight all those gene genies. You tore your dress, and your face is a mess. So I was incredibly pissed off after the boss blew up. And the level did not end. And at that point, I looked down at my left forearm, and it looked like Grimace had taken a piss on my arm. (laughs) Earlier that day, I had gotten four tattoos. And on my left arm was a deep purplish one. And because of the intensity and length of time trying to beat that level, all of my tattoos were seeping like a week's worth of healing seepage out in one shot. And I got scared, and and I cried. (laughs) Sorry. Closing thoughts on this I don't game. I to laugh at your expense. No, you should, because it's bullshit. <laughs> Closing thoughts on this game? I think people should go out there and play it, regardless of its drawbacks. I think it's interesting. I think it's a game where a lot of people will get frustrated with it in the same spots or for the same reasons we had. But I think it's worth experiencing. I'm not exactly sure why. I guess because I did like Strider in the arcade, and I think fans of Strider will derive some sort of enjoyment out of this game. Maybe you won't play it as long as the four of us did, trying to you know complete the game. Yeah. But I think the game is interesting. I like a lot of the choices it made. And the things that I'd improve upon were the things we already discussed. Really, it's just the kinetics, the way that it feels as you're controlling. I think his name's Kieran as the protagonist in the game. It was um, too hard for me to figure out who the hell was talking to, to they, who. They yeah. call him Osman at the very end. So like, Yeah, at the yeah. end, but I think they call him like Lazon or something like that. Lazon yeah. is the other dude. Lazon oh, okay. is the guy. Yeah, it's John so Lazon. He looks like he has cleft face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His face looks real fucked up in the opening uh, cinematics. There's some interesting choices here. And a lot of times, like when you find a boss, you're kind of in this weird pachinko circle thing. and You're you're like whipping around. Oh, I really like that part. That's the that's that's the gravity play. You get sucked up into wind, uh, mm -hmm. always designated by leaves blowing around. And so I really like that type of mechanic putting it. There's so much I like about this game. But like you said, so much detracting from it. It's like they ran out of budget. Uh, just yeah. just ship it. Now that I know the backstory of it, it definitely is the spiritual successor to Strider without Capcom money behind it. That is, without a doubt, how I feel about this game. They really did try. You see the effort there. This isn't like a Nichibutsu game where they're like, <laughs> give us your cash, fucker. Right. This is a game where they actually did like or love that character and that game and really were trying to recreate it on their terms. Unfortunately, maybe it wasn't enough testing. Maybe the right people didn't come over from Capcom. Whatever it was, Mm -hmm. it just feels off. But it's not off-putting. The only time I stopped playing was when I repeated the same stage, I'm going to say a dozen times or 15 times. It was the one part where you needed to use those crystals to bounce up to the next level. And any time I tried to do it, I would get hit by an enemy, eat shit into the ground, and I was like, you know what? I'll try again. I'll try one more time. 
that's enough. I'm done. Yeah. I play till I get sick of a game. And the point that I got sick of this game was, I imagine, very late into the game. I stuck with it. And I think a lot of people will. We've been over it before, but when you first play it, you're like mediocre about it. And then you start to get into it. You start to like it. You start to understand what's happening. And you do see that it is probably more enjoyable than Strider. I felt that way. Mm-hmm. But then you get to the impossible parts and then it's time to put the game away. But you're right. you're right. I think people should play it if they like action platformers and if they like Strider. And I think Strider might have gone to work for Capcom. He quit. He took some mushrooms and then <laughs> this was in his fevered dreams. Yeah. Final thoughts on this, Matt? kind of agree a lot with Kyle. I think if people like Strider, you should give this game a shot. Do what I did. Go on YouTube and watch a strategy for that Sonic spinball level to learn the pattern to do it. Because mm. some people have figured out how to do it in 10 seconds flat without ever getting hit. Wow. I was not one of those, but knowing the pattern, I actually managed to get through it instead of giving up and just being angry at it. And I will give it this. I, I really liked right before the final boss, they do the Capcom thing where it's like, here, fight all the other bosses again Mm. but there's a segment where you have to fight eight of them at the same time and i'm like wow that takes balls guys like it's like you took what's theoretically the most frustrating thing about every capcom game and you said here do it all at once (laughs) like i said the the time constraints and the budget just went out i said okay we were going to put these guys in a row but let's have all of them on screen at one time and and one of them the only one that's actually hard because they're all on platforms and you can kind of like win dance between all the platforms is the genie lady because she jumps off screen and just fireballs you from off screen Last but not least, our most important person, Mel. Final thoughts. I would recommend definitely playing it with a fucking controller. You don't want to try to play the game with a trackball and a light gun? Um, That might be better in this case, because I think that that... I really thought you guys would totally make fun of me if I couldn't beat this game, so I stuck to it really hard. And I actually enjoyed it because it was something that I haven't played arcade in a while, and so it was kind of like, yay, it's back. And I read what you read about the disgruntled Capcom employees, Mm. and that kind of explained why I did enjoy it, because I liked some of their games. Like, Contra was one of my favorite little games that I played like that, so... Mm I agree with you guys, too, where it's just some of those levels where it just didn't make sense and you're dancing around and you're trying and trying and trying and it just takes forever. And That's Mel's woof. Yes. <laughs> All right, now it's time to show where you do the movie lines. You have a movie byline for this product. If Osmosis Man was a game, uh, was a movie, what would be the byline for it? I'll go first. Osman. Grimace just took a shit in my forearm. (laughs) Really, one real centric to you. (laughs) Exactly. It would make me go see the movie, but no one else. Osman, come for the fire kick. Stay for the robot boobies. Oh, that was good. You ruined my movie tagline for next week's show. Oh damn! Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. Osman, sheathe your sword in my cybernetic crotch shot. There you go, see? Oh, that goes with mine, at least. Wasn't that robot lady beautiful when she... It was like the Leonardo da Vinci movement circle mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. of... That's of, some of the stuff I liked the most, because it had the, like, flashy, fun colors, and... I actually enjoyed the surfing. I thought that was kind of a funny little thing, where it was like, out of nowhere, you start surfing. Oh, well, yeah, we didn't even touch on that. 
Yeah, like you said, water cool level choices. Was, yeah, so there's much some good. really cool shit in there that I would love to see pulled together in something else. Yeah, I don't know. So much potential, so much neat stuff. If there was some type of electronic virtual trash can that actually could put a game together, they just like <laughs> dumped it in that trash can and then you put a quarter in, and that's what you got. So, Mel, I'm sorry, go ahead with your movie byline. Uh, my movie byline would be Osman. Put your back into it. <laughs> I like that. There you go. Simple and to the point. That's yep. right. Points for Mel because uh, I like it, but I don't know really what happens. <laughs> All right, Stink. Tally up the points. Okay, uh, now I'm going to g- give the result. Hit A5. Why does it go up at the end? <laughs> All right, uh, here's, here's what happens. I'm going to tell you points. Uh-oh, it's a split decision. I, it has to go possible. to the judges. That Hold on. It cannot be true. It has, it's got to go to the judges, unpartial judge. Okay, okay uh, after careful deliberation, the winning team is Team Bootlegs Tickle Braided ga- Brain Giglet. We Talk Games wins. Again. Uh, hey, tough shit. Is this like that buck-picking show? What's going on? <laughs> hey, if you don't like it, go get your own podcast. <laughs> they do have their own podcast. <laughs> Remind everybody again where they can find your podcast. Hey, Our Google, podcast? how about that? Yeah, Google Google's works. away, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> or at Sidecast Show on Twitter, where you can connect up with us and see everything. Podomatic.sidecast.com, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts Facebook. are found. Yeah. All right, shut, shut up. Okay, well, we surely appreciate finally being able to talk to Matt and Mel uh, and get the sidecast on here. We enjoy their program and their programming, and I haven't been invited on the show, but uh, other people that are involved with this program have been. Well, that's not true. We, we open and invite everybody from We Talk Games. All they have to do is ask. Hmm. Oh, I see. It's the asking thing. It's yeah. traditional to invite people to the show, Matt. I've been it criticized also, for this. Hell the tradition, podcasters. Yeah. It also helps that three-fifths of sidecast are on We Talk Games. <laughs> We would I, love to have you on Sidecast sometime, Wiggly. Any, so. Anytime you like, Wiggly. Any, he's got to stay home, though. Anytime you want a five-hour show. I'll... <laughs> That's every recording session. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> you'll, you'll fit right in. Very good. <laughs> we got to wrap it up on the holiday haymakers and the... Why is that a laser beam? There's our Christmas song. Hey, Merry Holiday Haymakers to y'all, and may y'all have a happy Merry Mouse. We hope that you like us. Bye-bye. Somebody kill that.